When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Be sure to go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com to pick up everything you need for the 2021 golf season. Some of you are already playing golf regularly. Very jealous of you. You've already taken advantage of all the great stuff they have over there. Apparel, training aids, the newest equipment, everything you could possibly need for this golf season. Go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com. We are also brought to you by, of course, our friends over at Cleveland, Srixon, and Zegzio Golf. Just got the new Nimbus Stand Bag by Srixon. This thing is so ultra lightweight, and I know that phrase gets thrown around a lot, but this is only 3.3 pounds. This is the perfect bag for those of us who still like to uh, get out there and walk every so often. And they look pretty darn good, too. So be sure to go out to srixon.com to learn a little bit more, and be sure to hit up their other brands, Cleveland Golf, Zegzio Golf, and Asics. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, folks. Welcome back to the show. This is your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can look me up on social media at Golf Unfiltered. Be sure to send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. If I sound a little quiet, if I sound a little tired, it's because I am. I'm recording this very early in the morning. It's been a pretty busy week. I'm actually just a couple days removed from getting my uh, my second vaccine shot. And I got to tell you, uh, I got the Moderna. And uh, they talk a lot about how the second shot gives you more side effects, and they weren't lying. There were uh, some definite some definite uh, things that I was feeling after that second shot, but uh, you know, the way I chalk it up is it's a small price to pay for some peace of mind, and, and just really quick, you know, I don't want to get too deep into this, but uh, I know there's a lot of people that listen to this, and I know that there's a lot of people that follow me on social, and I don't think I've been very, very uh, private all the time about my views on a lot of things, but I'll just say this, if you're having any hesitancy about going to get this vaccine, I know that there's just a lot of stuff written out there. A lot of a lot of myths in there because they are they're all myths. Don't don't worry about it. You guys know if you've listened to me for a long time. I have a day job. I work in healthcare. I I hear a lot about uh, you know the research and everything that goes into making these things happen. And and just you know you're probably thinking, well, who the hell are you? But I'm I'm just telling you, it's it's perfectly fine. You're gonna be fine. So the long the longer that we wait to get these these shots in arms, the longer this whole thing's gonna take. So just if you're sick of hearing about COVID, if you're sick of hearing about, you know, masks or anything like that, just go go get the shot. It'll be over a lot sooner. Okay, that's my public service announcement for today. So, um, but anyway, on to today's episode. It's been uh, it's been a while, where it's just been me and you. We used to do a lot more of these uh, these shows in the beginning of the Golf and Filtered podcast, and as we near our 300th episode, in just a couple episodes, I can't believe it actually. You know, I thought it would be nice just to kind of take a sit down and give a little bit of a current state, you know, a state of the union, so to speak, of golfunfiltered.com. 
And I'm sure a lot of you have probably noticed some changes in what we do over at Golf Unfiltered. So I'm going to cover a few of those. I'm going to cover a couple other thoughts as, as far as things that are coming up for us. And I hope that you come along the way. You know, you guys have always been very supportive. And I've always been pretty transparent with the things that go on here uh, behind the scenes, at least a little bit, because uh, I'm sure all the other stuff would absolutely bore you to death. But we're not the biggest podcast audience in the world. We don't have the most readers to our website, but there's a lot of you, and you're very loyal, and a lot of you reach out, and a lot of you like to kind of keep the conversation going, and I hope that that continues throughout uh, not only this year, but hopefully into the future. To kind of start today, I want to go back to the end of last year, and it was a very, uh, it was a very uncertain time, I will say, uh, not only for you know, golf and filter, but definitely for everybody else who not only was able to keep a job, but also to, uh, you know, those of you who have a small business, those of you who may, uh, you know, do media like this, it was very uncertain because we didn't really know. And I certainly didn't know what to talk about, especially when there was all the craziness that was going on in the world. And you always want to be kind of that distraction for people. And yeah, it's hard not to get caught up in some of that stuff. I mean, we all, you know, if you're in the United States, we're all citizens of this country. And of course, we're all, you know, citizens of this world. So this was a global thing that was occurring. And because of, you know, COVID and because of a lot of things that were uh, going on, the uh, the old day job was pretty, uh, was pretty much up in the air. I'll be completely honest with you. And the reason that I mentioned that is because whatever went on there was going to really impact what we did here at GU. In so far as, okay, well, will I have to look for another job? If I will, I'm not going to be able to dedicate as much time to this podcast, to the website, to the things that I do at Golf Unfiltered. It was always going to be there. You know, that was always going to be something. I mean, I've been doing this for, God, I was looking at, I was looking at my records the other day and I was like, oh my God, I've been doing this for almost 15 years in some form or, or another. I can't believe this podcast has been around for almost five, six years. I, c I can't remember the exact number. But there was a real point when I didn't know if I was going to be able to continue doing this with any regularity. Then the new year came. A few other changes occurred. And I'm happy to say that things are looking a little bit brighter. You know, it looks like I'm going to be able to continue to do this with the regularity that I would prefer um, you also probably noticed that I entered into a new partnership or a collective. I think that's the word that a lot of people are using these days, and I like it, I will say, um, with two friends of mine, Bill Bush over at DrivingRangeHeroes.com and Chris McEwen. Um, he does McEwen Media is basically what he calls all the stuff that he does. He's on YouTube. He's got the Golf, or, um, Golf Origin Stories podcast. Sorry, Chris. Uh, and they've both been on the show. You've seen them around. You've heard them also started another podcast called the Big Time Golf Guys Podcast, which is just a lot of fun to do uh, with my buddy Bill. And I should also mention that those two guys partner together to do a lot more content. They have that range life on YouTube, on uh, Chris McEwen's YouTube channel. I already mentioned Chris's podcast. And so the whole point in doing that, which we now collectively call each other Second City Golf, uh, was really just to kind of, okay, we all live near each other. We all kind of do similar things. You know, Bill and I have been doing this longer than Chris, but Chris has been doing a lot more video, 
you know, longer than Bill and I. And so it just kind of seemed like, you know what, it all made a lot of sense. And we all kind of share not only the commonality of the love of the game, but we all look at it very similarly. You know, we actually have very similar views across the spectrum. And so it's really nice, you know, not in the attempt to become an echo chamber, because I know that that's sometimes a a popular criticism, but more so to find like-minded individuals like Bill and Chris, who one can put up with each other, (laughs) which we have some pretty decent conversations. And if only you guys saw the text thread that we had, it's, it's incredible. Um, But also who were uh, conveniently located near each other. And also uh, just loved talking about the same brands as, as everyone was already talking about, if that makes sense, you know, we were already doing this stuff anyway. So we started secondcitygolf.com, and the original idea, we always knew we wanted to do something, uh, at least, you know, as of the beginning of the year when everyone kind of felt a little bit more, all right, we kind of know how things are going to go. Um, the original idea was to do a little bit of a newsletter. You know, I had floated that idea around, and we were trying to think of a way to make it work. And then lo and behold, one day, Chris and Bill just come to me and is like, you know what, we're going to do a website. And not only are we going to do a website, but it's going to branch out to, you know, our respective content because we didn't want to create something new and then kind of leave the other things behind. Bill has a team over at Driving Range Heroes, you know, and, and that would have just been the wrong thing to do. But we're also going to sell merchandise. And so, I mean, that was actually a surprise to me. I didn't I didn't anticipate doing that, but it was really funny because, like, there was just one week where all of a sudden, boom, we have an online store. And uh, something about our buddy uh, Chris McEwen, he's, he's a sneaky little guy. He'll, uh, he'll just start doing something, and then all of a sudden it's completely created. It looks fantastic, and okay, let's, let's do this. I guess we're doing this now, and, and I absolutely love it. It's a lot of fun, and I think the thing that, that really, uh, and this is probably going to hurt sales, but the, <laughs> the thing that I really like about it is that we, we're not doing this to, uh, to become a full-time thing. You know, we understand, and I know I've gotten a lot of requests from some of you, you know, when are you going to have merchandise? You know, we've done coffee mugs in the past. We've done hats, you know, we never really got into like t-shirts or sweaters or anything or sweatshirts. Yes, sweaters. I'm going to sell a cardigan. (laughs) I don't know. You know what I mean? But this was an opportunity uh, through secondcitygolf.com for all three of our brands to kind of just put some fun stuff out there. And if you're interested in getting something great, go do it. You know, we tried to get uh, some some different things on there. You know, yeah, we've got the staples like, you know, the golf polos. We've got the hats. But we also have phone protective cases. You know, we've got we've got joggers for crying out loud. Uh, we've got a number of different things that you normally wouldn't. I think Bill just put up uh, flip flops, you know. Um, does everybody call them flip flops across the nation? I, I need to figure that out. Let me know what you call those sandals that just go between, you know, two toes. Uh, that you only wear in the summer or, you know, nine months out of the year if you're from Chicago. Um, we went ahead and we uh, we have the store now. And so, you know, all of this just basically to say it's been an interesting three months. We're nearing April at the time of this recording. And at the same time, golf continues to kind of change and evolve in itself. You know, there's just new ways, new topics that necessitate new ways to cover the game. 
equipment continues to change. The way that that equipment is used continues to evolve. And of course, that that only, well, I guess I should say that doesn't only apply to one segment of golfers. You know, we focus a lot on the PGA Tour, for example. I think everyone does. You know, that's kind of the the, the tour, of course, that everyone thinks about when they think about, all right, professional golf. You know, with all due respect to all other tours. And on that tour, obviously the biggest story, there have been two. And I'm going to try to talk just briefly about both. The first, of course, is Bryson. And Bryson DeChambeau, what he's doing with the game. And if you follow me on Twitter, at Golf Unfiltered, you know I have not been shy about sharing my opinions on what Bryson is doing with the game. And that has been met with some of the biggest criticism I think I've ever received. I mean, you you guys, if you are a fan of Bryson, you will defend him and what he's doing to no end. And God bless you. That's all I'm going to say. But if you're not a fan of Bryson, because it doesn't feel like there's any in-between here. There's no gray area with this golfer. He is the epitome of a polarizing figure. Uh, you also, like me, are going to stick to your guns talking about this guy. Now, it's hard to watch the game with any regularity, and I've actually started watching a little bit more, uh, and not be a fan of what he's doing in some degree. Okay, if we're all honest with each other, and if I'm honest with myself, I'm going to look at what Bryson's doing, and it's it's entertaining. He's doing something that is really never been done before in this way. He is blatantly and targetedly going out and just absolutely murdering the golf ball for the pure fact of hitting the ball as far as he can. Yes, a common comparison has been, well, when Tiger came on the scene, he was hitting it past everyone else as well. Well, yeah, but he was still doing it in a controlled manner. He wasn't going out and looking like just, you know, the Hulk. You know, he didn't change his body to the degree and as quickly as Bryson did. And I think, you know, you know, Andy Johnson from the Fried Egg, he was a past podcast guest, you know, a couple months now, I think, uh, ago. And he had mentioned something very important. Bryson didn't have to do this. He was probably one of the top, certainly top 25, probably top 10 golfers in the world at the time that he decided he was going to bulk up and do this. And he's had success with it. We can't take that away from him. Obviously, he won a major. He's won, you know, at least two other events that I'm thinking of. I don't have it in front of me right now. And he's just doing a lot of things that certainly he is the face of the brands that now, you know, that sponsor him. Sorry, Ricky Fowler. You are no longer the face of Puma. You are no longer the face of Cobra. Bryson is. And people tune in to see what he's doing. Now, where I think Bryson gets himself into trouble, and I'm trying to be as objective as I possibly can here, where I think he gets himself into trouble is when he goes the extra mile to show a little bit of his quote-unquote personality. I don't think it's that great, (laughs) if I'm being completely, completely uh, honest with you guys. You know, We've seen how he reacts under pressure in a negative way. We've seen him yell at cameramen. We've, we've heard the things that he says, you know, protecting the brand. Everyone had a field day with that on golf Twitter. And then 
you know, obviously the videos that we see of him just swinging as hard as he can in his makeshift basketball court slash golf simulator room, which looks to be a pretty amazing room. You know I mean, I think anybody would want that in their house. Um, but then also, most recently, you know, of course he starts an NFT. And I didn't even know what that was. I have, to, I don't even know, and I probably still don't know. But he starts these these digital likenesses of himself that he is selling to people. And as I tweeted to him, which I'm sure he didn't read, you you yell at cameramen when they try to capture you at your your most vulnerable. Which I can understand. Nobody wants you know if they're having a bad day. Justin Thomas, if they're having a bad day, they don't want to be caught on camera or on a live mic, fine. Yes, there's the argument of, well, you're a public figure in a you know professional event, you're probably going to do that, which is true. But then you can't turn around, yell at the people that are capturing it, doing their job, and then try to profit on your best moments, like, that don't don't get me wrong here i mean i know there are a lot of professional athletes that have sold their likeness that have licensed their their persona i mean air jordan lebron i mean the list goes on and on but these are specific moments in time that now in the digital age he's trying to sell for thousands of dollars now that whole thing is still playing out but from what I understand, it's not going very well. Of course, there's the, you know, the sixth hole at Bay Hill, you know, the par five. There's that, and that's the one, it was one of one. And I think that one was the the most expensive, and it sold for the most. I don't remember the exact figure, but the the whole point here is when, he, when Bryson tries to do these other things, I can only say, or at least compare it to trying to justify everything else that came before it. Like, nobody is asking him to do this. It just comes across in a in a way that I don't think he intended it to come out. So, all the success in the world, I hope he continues to do well. Yes, I'm going to continue to razz him on Twitter. But, you know, for his sake... And if we're going to talk about brand, because that's something that he likes to talk about. I I don't know who his team is, his PR team, that, that is convincing him that these are good ideas. It's not working well. It really isn't. It's coming across in a way, like I said before, that perhaps he doesn't intend it to come across. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, Augusta's coming around, and that's another thing. When the, the November Masters that occurred, which was really cool to see, Augusta National in a different light. Bryson, of course, talking about how it was like a par 68 or whatever he said. And then then he completely crapped the bed. I mean, did anybody really think that wasn't going to happen? Nobody is better than the game. Nobody can talk about the game that way and have that mindset going into a tournament like the Masters and try to overpower it. You don't think people have tried that before? Yeah, Tiger was successful one guy in recent years, probably the last 30 years, was able to do it that way. I don't know. I don't know. 
you know, but like I've shown on social as well, I still have Bryson's autograph on a golf ball. I'm looking at it right now, hanging on a, this, you know, golf ball rack that I have on my wall. You, you can't not be a fan of some aspects of what he does. I just hope that, I don't know how else to put it other than I hope he gets a clue when it comes to the kind of, you know, the off course stuff. But anyway, the second topic that, um, you know, a lot of people I feel have been tiptoeing around and it, and it deals with the name I've already mentioned, Tiger Woods. And clearly, you know, the news that came out, uh, when it was about a month ago now when he, uh, when he had his horrible car accident, single car accident, you know, right after the Genesis, um, man, that talk about, I was, I was literally on a phone call that I had to stop because I got a, I think it was a text that I got saying, oh my God, look what happened to Tiger. And when you get that, you know, I think everybody, at least for me, I got back down to the core fundamental, you know, little kid golf fan that just got news of a hero that might be in trouble. You know, that was kind of like the visceral reaction that I had. And then, of course, the rest of the day became watching every and consuming everything you could possibly consume about what had happened. You know, and there are, there are you know moments few and far between outside of the context of a golf tournament where all of golf Twitter, listeners, listeners to this show, readers of the site, and multiple other shows and sites come together watching something unfold, you know, Related to golf, much like what we saw. And, you know, there was the press conference. All of this was unraveling. And in, you know, simultaneously on Twitter, there was a lot of speculation going on. A lot of speculation fueled by Tiger's appearance the previous day, if I remember correctly, at the Genesis when he was interviewed by Jim Nance. Tiger didn't look right. I don't want to say he looked bad, although some probably will. He looked different. And whether, you know, that's tough to kind of speculate any further from there. We just know that he didn't look like the tiger. A person that we've seen on camera thousands, tens of thousands of times before. He didn't look the same way. And then we hear the following day. Something like this happens. And so, of course, people are going to speculate. And in turn, of course, people are going to get raked over the coals on Twitter. And, I, and you know, I'm, I'm torn on that. You know, I certainly threw out a few tweets that, you know, admittedly, I removed because I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe it is too early to kind of make connections that don't belong there. You know, at least give, give this person enough privacy. I don't know if that's the right word, but I know, I think you know what I'm trying to say until more facts come out, you know, sometimes a duck is a duck, but other times it's like, you know what, let's just, let's just wait. Well, we wait, we hear about, you know, other things. We hear that Tiger's okay. First and foremost, you know, he's not, he's not perfect, but he's definitely, you know, he's alive which, as we come to understand, there was a very big risk that that might not have been the case. You know, it was a really bad, horrible accident. 
he, he suffered significant injuries. You think about his children. You think about his family. You think about all the typical basic human things first to make sure that this person's okay. We learn that he's all right. We learn that he's responsive. We learn that, you know, all the good things that are going to happen, at least at this point, on his path to recovery. Golf is kind of an afterthought. Although I do believe that knowing Tiger, he's probably going to, uh, he'll play again. He's going to. In some capacity, he will. Will will it be in a major? Eh, I don't know. Does he even have to? Eh, I don't know. Exhibition matches? Absolutely. I think we could see him again. But anyway, enough time then passes where we begin to learn other things. We begin to learn about some standard operating procedures that may have been a little bit cloudy. And we then start thinking, all right, well, this is a person of high celebrity. I mean, there's famous and then there's Tiger Woods famous. And then we start trying to make these connections. And so it was just kind of weird, at least the way I was observing it, to say, okay, it was not the right thing to do at the beginning. I understand why. But then enough time passes to where it's like, okay, now let's start talking about these things. And it made me really think about human nature and the way that people react to things and the unwritten rules that exist especially in social media, which is a cesspool of, all right, when is it okay to talk about something? Now, to clarify at least my stance on this whole thing, because I received a couple notes about, wow, dude, you know, how about you just wait until he's okay before you start raking, you know, that type of stuff. You know, I'm sure there are people out there that just want to see blood and guts, clearly, And that's probably, if we're very honest with ourselves, that's probably a lot of us, right? That's why the headlines are how they are in the news. But then there's also a subsection of us, and I think maybe it's a little bit bigger than than you might suspect, and I include myself in this, by the way, who want to know all the details to make sure that this person truly is okay. And I'm not just talking about the injuries sustained in an accident. If Tiger Woods, a man whose history we all know, in every sense of the word, needs help, whether it be for you know past things that he was involved in, and I'm being careful not to, to mention certain words, but I hope you know what I'm referring to, wouldn't it make the most sense that the right people find out about it so that he can be provided the help that he needs. I've heard many different theories and, you know, inside scoops about his inner circle and how all of them might not be the best for him. That's still hearsay. You know, I don't know any of these people publicly, or I'm sorry, personally. But it's hard to not draw connections, especially with somebody who's in front of a camera as often as he is. And, you know, even outside the golf world, we've seen this type of story so many times where you want to just make sure that this isn't another instance of that. So what we do know is that he's back home, he's recovering had some uh, pretty nasty uh, injuries. He's got to get, you know, he's got to get right just to have a 
a good quality of life. He's still young for all intents and purposes. Um, he's not a, you know, he's not a teenager, but he's definitely young where he can heal, probably have a boatload of arthritis at some point, but he's going to be able to function. At least that's what it sounds like. And, and thank goodness that that's the case. You know, I, as I said earlier, not only will we see Tiger Woods again on camera, I believe we will see him again on a golf course. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see him again playing competitive golf to some degree. But I think the bigger point, at least for that, and it kind of ties into the Bryson conversation earlier, the the outward persona that people expect or people want to see from the sports stars, public figures that we either love or hate, it has entered a new realm of transparency that I'm not sure is always good. But there are times when this level of transparency is a good thing, especially when you think of people who, one, want to make sure that somebody's okay, and two, want to offer some level of, hey, is this truly the right way to go? We are more connected now as people than we've ever been. We have seen examples where that's really good, and we have seen recent examples of where that's really dangerous. I would hope, at least in the game of golf, and I, I try to keep this in mind when I do these silly little things that I do you know, over the podcast airwaves or the things that I write, to do more good than harm. And I'm not perfect with that. But I think it's a matter of just mindfulness and taking that moment to take a step back, think through something first. And if you're still okay with it and you're willing to accept everything that comes along with it, then send it out. Then say it. And then be prepared to talk more about it if it comes up. So, this episode got pretty deep. Anyway, uh, really appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in. Uh, we have more guests coming up, of course. Please be sure to go out to secondcitygolf.com. Take a look at all the merchandise we have out there. You're going to see the three different shops for Driving Range Heroes, uh, Chris McEwen Media, as well as Golf Unfiltered. Pick something out. Buy something for a friend. We've tried to do a pretty good, uh, you know, mix of different things for you to pick up and uh, go visit those guys too drivingrangeheroes.com you can look up Chris McEwen on YouTube we have a YouTube channel as well uh, it's growing slowly we don't do a whole lot there but uh, right now you're going to be able to see most of my interviews uh, that I do on this show uh, in video format and perhaps I'll uh, do a little bit more just random product stuff and golf stuff, because the golf season is right around the corner. This this weekend, the Chicago Golf Tour uh, on the south side uh, is kicking off. I'm hoping to be able to play in that event. And uh, if you didn't know, we are the uh, the core sponsor. Uh, I don't know if that's the right phrase, of Chicago Golf Tour. So go out to shygolftour.com to learn a little bit more about that. And uh, keep the comments coming, folks. Let us know. Let me know what you like what you want to hear and let's just keep the conversation going thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll be back again next week